0: Hi dancers! So I want to play a little game with you right now. I'm gonna list several different foods and I want you to tell me what these foods have in common. Okay, you ready? Here goes. Sweet potatoes, blueberries, avocados, dark chocolate, yogurt, salmon, grilled chicken, greens of any type. Do you get where I'm going with this? Well, if you guess that these foods are quote-unquote healthy, then you're right. These are highly nutritious foods that are providing all of those great things like those macros, protein, unsaturated fat, complex carbs, fiber, doing wonders for your performance. But what else do these foods have in common? Well, spoiler alert, they're what I call safe. And I see this as a running theme among dancers. And hey, I was there a decade ago, so I totally understand. You guys are so focused and zoned into your performance, especially when we have auditions coming up, right? We just want to work on strengthening our muscles, improving our endurance. And what do we do? We turn to food as a way to really fuel our performance. And hello, this is something I talk about all the time, right? So I can't blame you. But the problem here, the problem with these quote-unquote, safe foods, is when they are the only foods that you can eat without feeling any guilt or without just feeling upset after eating them. So on the other end of the spectrum, if we don't have safe foods, we have, quote-unquote, challenge foods. And these foods might look something like fries or pizza or cookies or cake or those more indulgent options that you don't necessarily think of when you're thinking about really improving performance, right? But if you've been following me for a while, then you know our mental health plays a huge role on our performance and food plays a huge role on our mental health. So when we are falling into these behaviors of relying on our safe foods, and therefore restricting those challenge foods, we're going to fall into some unsustainable behaviors, like that cycle of just under eating or restricting and then overeating or binging on, some, on certain. But in the past, I've spoken about breaking your food rules, which is the first step that we have to take in order to rebuild your relationship with food. But today, let's take it one step further and actually break down how to reintroduce those challenge foods that you may feel a bit uncomfortable eating. Or for example, if you ever feel like you just can't trust yourself around it. Because the end goal with all of my clients, with all of the dancers that work with me, and with all of you, is that you can trust yourself around all foods and make all foods fit into your lifestyle. So let's break this down into a three-step systematic process so that you can start reintroducing your challenge foods into your everyday life and avoid those instances of oh I can't trust myself around these foods or I'm just gonna get it all in because I'm never gonna have it again. Let's begin. Your first step is to choose your time wisely. So let's say for example we're reintroducing a more indulgent option like pizza. And I'm not talking about your own homemade pizza on cauliflower crust. I'm talking about the real deal, whether you're going to your local pizzeria or you're ordering it in. When it comes to enjoying this pizza, it's critical that you are choosing a time where you can make it an experience. So we live in a busy world right now. We are the ultimate generation of being distracted. Whether it's on our screens or whether we're just scrolling on our phones, we are always multitasking. But when you are reintroducing challenge foods, You don't want to multitask. You want to make the food its own experience because this is the best way that you will tune into your mindful eating behaviors, which will then help you listen to those intuitive feelings of fullness. So what's happening here? Natural portion control, which I've spoken about before. So super important, try not to reintroduce those foods while you're crash studying at 1am or while you're driving or while you're just running to get to class rather do it when you're sitting at home you have the time you can shut the screens down power down the phone and really tune into that experience well now that you've chosen that ideal time let's talk about creating that experience. So make it as comfortable as possible. This is usually in your own home. Perhaps you want to sit down, do this alone, or do it with your best friend. That's up to you. But I want to make sure that you're creating this enjoyable experience where you're not too distracted. Serve your challenge food, whether that's pizza or that's a piece of cake, serve it with utensils, on a plate, sit down with a cup, with a drink, whatever. I've even had clients light a candle, set the ambiance, and you can even take it one step further and jot things down in a journal. Jot down what you liked, what you didn't like, about the actual food. Why make all this effort? Well, it's to slow you down, to shift that mindset away from the fear or the anxiety that you may have had about overeating that food and rather onto actually taking the food and enjoying it as its own experience. And my last tip, this is super important because I don't want you to get overwhelmed when you're doing this, is to just choose one challenge food at a time. So spoiler alert, an activity in my course centers around identifying these challenge foods, which could be harder than you think. It's important to not overwhelm yourself. Don't think that you have to introduce all of your challenge foods at once. Take it slowly, take it one step at a time. This is part of that systematic approach that I talk about in my programs and in my course.